You are listening to the Journey Christian Church Podcast. For more information and resources, visit us online at journeycc.net. Today's message is brought to you by Scott McFarland. We hope you enjoy. All right. Good morning, everyone. Um, so, hey. So today we're talking about giving gifts. But before we get on that, I wanted to see how many of us have heard of the Gary Chapman Five Love Languages. Anybody? Okay, good. A few of us have, a few of us haven't. That's awesome. So Gary Chapman was a marriage counselor, and in the early 90s, he wrote a book called The Five Love Languages. And what he learned in all of his years of counseling married couples was that people typically give and receive love in one of five ways. Those ways are touch, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, and gifts. So when I found out about the five love love languages, it fascinated me because one of my goals as a parent is to make sure that my kids feel loved and supported by me in our home. And it's easy to tell somebody that you love them. It's easy to say that, but making sure that they feel that is a little more challenging. And so... I took the test. There's online tests you can take, and I took the test myself. I had my daughters take it, and they were still quite younger at this time. I think they were around like third and fifth grade, somewhere around there. And what I learned from that was that my love languages are acts of service and touch. So if you want to show me that you love me or care about me, give me a big hug or help me do something. And my oldest daughter, Kaylee, hers are words of affirmation and quality time. Now, those sound very easy, but they're quite challenging. Words of affirmation, it has to be sincere and specific to them. It can't just be like, oh, hey, you're awesome. You know, it has to be sincere and specific to them. And quality time, it can't just be spending time occupying a space together. It has to be intentional where you don't have distractions or anything else, um, but you're spending quality time and intentional with what you're doing together. And then we got to my youngest daughter, Brittany. And She was really young at this time again, but her top love language was gifts. And as soon as I told her that, she looked at me and she looked sad. And I was like, honey, what's going on? Why why are you sad? And she said, mom, it just seems like I only care about what people give me. And that's not me. That's not what I care about. And that's true. She's not greedy. She doesn't care about like the extravagant gifts or a big gift, but what she does, what speaks to her heart is when it's something specific to her, when it's something you know she's going to appreciate or like because it's her favorite color or it's, you know, her favorite musical artist. Um, And also one other thing, as I was explaining this love language to her, I said, you know, when you were little, as early as I can remember, you would, anytime your friends had a birthday, you would want to pick the present you know, go with me to buy it. With my oldest daughter, I could just go and buy a gift for her friends and, you know, it would show up and she'd be fine with it, but not my baby. She had to pick the gift and make sure that she wrapped it, even as young as kindergarten, she would wrap it and she couldn't wait to give the gifts to her friends. So when I explained it a little more, she said, oh yeah, that's definitely me, mom. So today we're talking about the tradition of giving gifts. And the purpose of this series is to bring uh, intention behind the traditions that we hold or maybe bring a new meaning to the traditions that we hold. And so like I said, we're going to talk about giving gifts today. And we're going to look at Matthew 2, 1 through 12. 
And we're going to look at the story of the three magi, or you might have heard of them referred to as the three wise men. So first off, we don't know how many wise men or magi came to visit Jesus. There most likely were far more than three, but we associate the number three with them because there were three gifts that they brought. And um, so these, these magi, they were most likely uh, astrologers. So they studied the stars and they tried to predict events that would happen based on how the stars moved. So they were very, very wise men. But the wisest thing they ever did was to follow God. So they gave. The Magi saw a star, and that star led them to Jerusalem, where God's prophets told them where Jesus would be born. So they followed the star, or God's presence, to the prophets, and then they started their journey to where Jesus would be born, all to worship the king. And they brought some gifts along. So we're going to, I'm going to let you guys kind of call out. Who remembers what those three gifts were? You can go ahead and shout it out if you know them. Frankincense, myrrh, and gold. Good job. You guys are awesome. Pass the test. (laughs) All right. So gold, frankincense, and myrrh. If you're anything like me, when I first heard those uh, three items, gold made sense because it's a precious metal. It seems like something you would give a king, but I had no clue what frankincense and myrrh were. So after looking into it a little, um, I learned that throughout the Old Testament, Frankincense was used when giving an offering or a sacrifice to the Lord. And myrrh was used when embalming bodies to prepare them for burial. And also frankincense oil has a lot of healing properties to it. So so, um, it would be used to keep minor cuts or scrapes clear from infection. So these were three very um, precious items that were very valuable and they could have been sold or traded for... um, Lots of things. And it could have been used to help, like if they sold it, it could have been used to help them on their journey from Jerusalem um, to Egypt, or yeah, from Bethlehem to Egypt. And some even say that these three specific items represented three specific things. That the gold represented royalty because Jesus is our king. That the frankincense represented deity because Jesus is God, the son who came to earth to be a living sacrifice for all. And that myrrh represented that coming sacrifice, since it would be used to prepare his body for burial. These wise men left their homes and gave gifts to Jesus. They worshipped the king because they saw God's presence. And when they saw God's presence and they heard from the prophets what was happening, they couldn't stop. One thing that many of us don't realize as well is that it took them a long time to get to where Jesus was. It, they didn't get there on the day of his birth. It took several months, a year, or even more. So they were traveling a long time to meet Jesus. When God revealed himself to them, they couldn't ignore it. They followed him willingly and immediately. They went to worship Jesus because they knew that he was worthy. The wise men, they gave tangible gifts like gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but they also gave themselves, their time, and their worship. So what does that mean for us today? What can we give? What is our greatest gift? We're entering the Christmas season. We're about to exchange gifts with our friends, our families, and our loved ones, all to celebrate 
Jesus, all to celebrate our Messiah, our Savior, the baby that came to save us. And in the midst of the gift giving, we want to make sure that we honor Jesus in our Christmas tradition. So how can we do that? How should we do that? Two things. I would say remember and respond. I would suggest reading the gospel accounts of Jesus' birth. If you have kids or friends or family, read it with them. In order to remember what Jesus did, we must first know what he did. And not just kind of know it or hear it from somebody at some point in our life. We have to know what we believe and why we believe it. Amen. I believe in the inerrancy of Scripture. That is the living Word of God because it ministers to me personally as I read it. I believe in God's healing powers because I've seen them. Maybe not every time I've prayed, but I've seen healing happen when we give our challenges to God in prayer. I have faith in the unseen and the unbelievable because I have personally experienced miracles. And if you're still waiting on a miracle, because there's still some that I'm waiting on too, know that God hears you. We can take comfort in knowing that God hears our prayers and the, the answer is already put into motion. The answer might not come as quickly as we'd like it to, and it might not look the way we want it to, but God hears us and the answer is already put into motion. So we remember all that God has done for us, and it starts with knowing who Jesus is and knowing why we personally follow him. And if this is something that you want to work on, please know that we have ministries, groups, and so many people here that are ready to unpack that with you. All it takes is for us to take a step towards him by talking to the people that he's placed us in community with. Along with that, we give gifts to the people that we love and appreciate during Christmas to show our love. Just like the Magi brought the gifts to Jesus to show their love, we get to give gifts to our loved ones to show that we love them. And gifts might not be your love language because it's not mine. But um, if it's not, you might not find joy or... Um, Get excited to plan a gift, to purchase a gift, to wrap a gift, and to give a gift. But we can take time and be intentional about the gifts that we give, even if it's not our love language, right? So that we make sure that the people that we love, the people that we care about, know and feel that love from us. And then we respond. When we know God's big story from creation to the fall or sin entering the world, to God sending Jesus, and the story doesn't end with Jesus, right? Jesus would die on a cross to save us from our sins, to restore our relationship to God, and the story doesn't end with the cross, right? Jesus spent time with his disciples to prepare them to take the gospel or God's big story of love and salvation and redemption to the ends of the earth. And that story continues today through you and through me. With every decision we make, with how we treat the people around us, and how we care for the needy, and how we partner with the church to minister to people around us. That story continues through every action that we take. And it might sound like a big task, right? It might seem like an uphill battle, but we were never meant to do it alone. We get to partner with God and with each other to begin to meet the needs around us 
We don't have to fix everything. We're not meant to fix everything, but we get to partner with God and each other to begin to meet the needs around us. Our response is what we do with our time, our talents, our giftings, our special abilities. That is our greatest gift to God. And on a more practical level, we can bless our friends and families this season as well. We all have ways to help our friends and our loved ones. We all have things that we can do to serve them and show love to them. We can ask God how he wants to use us to bless the people around us this season. So we can make sure that the people that we love know and feel loved from us. And I'm saying this today not just for everyone here, but as a reminder to myself as well, because that's something I struggle with too. I'm a mom, an aunt, a sister, a daughter, a friend, a coworker, and it's hard to do all of those things well. But from talk, or through talking to the people that I love and listening to the Holy Spirit, I'm learning how to be a blessing to the people around me. And it is a balance, right? Because I don't want to get overwhelmed. It is a balance. And God will help us find the balance when we're ready to be used by him to bless the people around us. So we get to give our life to God every day because it is our greatest gift to him. We get to remember and respond to God's story of redemption and love, to step into the story every day from here on out, to give our life as a gift to him, every decision, every action, every word given to the one who loves us more. To love God and love others one at a time by allowing God's transformative love to flow through us. And to take it one step further, we can be a blessing to our community as well. This Christmas, I want to challenge everyone to think about what breaks your heart. It could be homelessness. It could be kids going without Christmas gifts. It could be parents who need help supporting their children. Whatever that thing is for you, find a way. Find a way to help this season. In your program, you'll see a few suggestions. First is our Blessings Fund here at Journey. And that Blessings Fund will serve in three ways. First, it will help provide 50,000 meals. We're going to pack 50,000 meals in January for um, families in Honduras who are needy. Yes. That Blessings Fund will also go to internships here at Journey to help youth, um, to help invest in the youth around us, the youth leaders. It will also go into a remodel for the Student Center. Another way you can be a blessing to our community is through a toy drive that we're doing. We're actually doing it this week and next week. We have a toy drive. Um, there are bins in the back by the Remembrance Tree. And all of those toys are going to VBR, which is a local foster care agency. And so all of those toys will go to their clients. Another thing we could do is contact the local foster agencies like BBR or Agape Villages. And what they do is they have Christmas wish lists for all of their clients, all the kids in their care. So you can purchase gifts for a kid if you get one of their wish lists. Uh, you can reach out to Tracy Community, Community Connection Center to help uh, start to meet the needs of the homeless community here in Tracy, also reaching out to Tracy Interfaith or the Pregnancy Resource Center to see how you can bless them this season. And while you're doing this, talk about it with your friends and your family because we want to find ways to encourage others 
to begin to serve those in need this season as well. I'm so thankful that God didn't just see our need for a Savior and ignore it. He gave us Jesus, the greatest gift we would ever receive. He sacrificed his son for us. So let's not just see the needs around us. Let's do our part to help. This week, actually, I talked with Taj, who attends here, and she serves in the kids' ministry with me. And she has a heart for kids. And she came across this opportunity with VBR to present or to provide gifts for them for their clients, which is why we have the bins in the back. She had an idea, right? God gave her an idea. And instead of just letting it stop at the idea, she started to put action behind it. So let's be a blessing to our friends, our family, our loved ones, and our community this year. Um, and so when God gives you an idea, let's start to put action behind it rather than letting it stop at the idea. Pray with me. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for the ways that you inspire us, the ways that you speak to us. And I pray, God, that we would listen and that we would take action. And God, I just thank you so much for the gift of Jesus. We could not do this life without you. I thank you for the support and the love that you give us every day. We love you and honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Journey Christian Church Podcast. If you would like to support us as we pursue God and love people one at a time, please consider a tax-deductible donation by visiting journeycc.net slash giving.